0: Isn't it amazing? The men that they were supposed to be prepared to receive Christ. When, Jesus, when Pontius Pilate asked him, Do you want me to crucify your king? The one that they were to recognize. With what horror the cosmos must have trembled when they heard the words, We have no king but Caesar. God in their midst, and they dared to say, we have no king but Caesar. But in this moment, we see the greatest of God's love expressed. That he knew that his own people would deny him, but he did it died for them anyway, that they might have a chance to eternal life. And so, today, tomorrow, we celebrate the exaltation of that cross. That cross that they chose to crucify God on in the flesh. We're celebrating that historical time when St. Helen, with the help of her... um, Son Constantine to come and go to Jerusalem and discover the cross, and then build the Church of the Resurrection. We're celebrating that when they found it and they elevated the cross and said, "Lord, have mercy" many, many times. But when we hold up that cross, we're holding uh, when we hold that cross up, and we're exalting it with Christ on it. In that moment that we're holding it up we're leaving the earth and all its sinfulness behind. And as that cross of the crucified one is elevated, we rise with Him and await the things that are above. Without the cross, Christ would have not died. Without His crucifixion, that life-giving body would have not been nailed to the cross. Without that life giving body being nailed to the cross, then the life giving spring of blood and water would have not flowed from his sides and washed the whole world clean. Had it not been for the cross that we're elevating and celebrating this day, the gates to paradise would have still been closed access to the tree of life would have been denied us. Without the cross that Christ was crucified on, sins would have not been forgiven. Without this glorious cross, death would have no end. So we celebrate this seemingly failure In the eyes of the Jewish leaders, they think they had the upper hand with Christ. In reality, He's the one that came out on top. And by virtue of our baptism, which gained its efficacy from that cross, we participate in that new life. And we participate in His cross, not somebody else's cross, but His cross. Every time we hang on to ours that is around our neck, or we venerate it, the one that's on our wall, every time we cling to it when things are difficult as a staff, we're clinging to Him who clung to the wood for us. We have no king but Caesar, they said. We know better. We know the one that hung on that wood was the eternal word of God incarnate. That he freely chose to accept that cross. To forgive your sins and to forgive mine. And he was willing to die on that cross so that our death would not be eternal but only subject to a very short time. And now the gates of paradise are open. We have access to the fruit of the tree of life. Death is done away with And sins are forgiven. This is truly a glorious feast for a Christian who has learned the value and the great gift that the cross has been given to us for. So we give thanks to God for not shirking His responsibility. For being willing to go through it anyway knowing that there's many of us that would deny Him even though He would not deny us. And so every time you seek forgiveness, every time absolution is given, it comes from the power of that cross because the power of the cross is found in forgiveness.